Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Linda Roth here joining us. Excited to have her from Wildwood, Missouri. She's the owner and executive consultant and author at LJR Consulting Services. That's LJRCS.com is the website. Let's welcome her to the show. How are you today? I'm fine. Thanks very much. Well, thank you for being here. Pleasure to have you. Uh, for those new listeners today, would love to get to know you. Tell us a little bit about LJR Consulting Services and what you do. Well, um, we're executive consultants that work with primarily mid-market companies, not not exclusively, but primarily mid-market companies, and we help them transform to be what I call a 21st century business. And so that is a company that uses a lot of technology both inside their four walls and um, I'm working with a lot of them now to start integrating with their suppliers and with their customers so that their systems can be communicating with each other. Mm-hmm. Well, let's get to know you as a person. Let's start out. Where are you from? What brought you into the field? Tell us a little bit about your background. Okay. Well, um, I've been around for a very long time. I was raised in St. Louis, Missouri, and um, took when I, when I finished high school, when I graduated from high school, I didn't know what I wanted to do. My dad wanted me to be a, become an accountant, but that was a no-go. So um, tech, information technology was in its infancy at that time. And uh, my high school counselor suggested I go to the community college and take up the IT curriculum. So, okay. Mm-hmm. He said, you'll get a good job in two years. Sounds like a good idea to me. Yeah. <laughs> I did it. I <laughs> I had no idea what I was getting into, um, but it turned out great. I graduated second in my class and um, and obtained a excellent job at the time with Boston Purina in St. Louis. Then, after being there a few years, Levi Strauss was advertising in the Midwest um, because they were opening what at that time was a brand new automated warehouse in Little Rock, Arkansas. So. Little Rock, Arkansas is not far from St. Louis, mm-hmm. mileage-wise. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I decided to take it up because the deal was if you went to work on the project in Little Rock and you wanted to have a job in California when you were done, you would there would be one for you. And I said, that's a ticket to California. Oh, my gosh. So yeah, so that's what I did. And um, I ended up in California at the age of... 25. Wow. <laughs> um, like, oh my gosh, I really do live in California. <laughs> and I, so I worked for Levi Strauss. I didn't like the Bay Area. And so by that time, my sister that's, that's uh, just a couple of years younger than I am, she was living in Houston working. And I called her up and I said, I'm moving again. And I picked out a few cities. Houston was one of them. Atlanta was another one. And Los Angeles. And she said, move to L.A. and I'll move with you. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I moved to L.A. She came out there. Then my other sister came out. Um, over the years, those two are now living in Arizona. And I, um, six years ago, moved back to St. Louis to be with family. Wow. Amazing. Well, let me ask you now for, again, new listeners out there, just remind us of the best forms of contact for you. Uh, the best forms of contact are my cell phone, 818 216 7264 on my email, Linda, L-Y-N-D-A, 
at ljrcs.com. Perfect. So let's talk about some of the services you have to offer. Executive briefing, uh, teleseminars, uh, for example. Do you want to start there? And then we can talk more about the executive mastermind group. There's a lot to you. So I'll let you take the lead. Yes, there is a lot. Um, and it and it varies. Sometimes I'm just going in and speaking with the executives and talking about how they're going to become more functioning more with uh, information technology both inside their four walls and, like I said before, um, integrating with their customers and their suppliers. And to me, that's one of the biggest things now. A few years ago, I authored the book, Digital Transformation, an Executive Guide to Survive and Thrive in the New Economy. And that was more about showing up what's in between your four walls and making sure you've got good processes, good technology, and you're relying heavily on it. Now... Um, you know, six years later after that book, it's like most people are, are transforming their businesses. I spend a lot of time consulting with companies on what that means and helping them select software, helping them set priorities and things like that for inside their four walls. But now to me, um, the next step in being a 21st century business is to communicate with your uh, customers and your suppliers technologically. All right, great. And by the way, if someone does want to reach out to you, uh, do you offer like an initial consultation? Yes, I do. Um, and and I speak to boards and to executive management about all of this. Okay. So de- depending on the situation, it could be um, a free presentation. Uh, a lot of times it's, it's a paid presentation for me to come in and, and speak and give them some um, advice on where they need to go or Got help it. them work out. Then I, I also do um, uh, high-level planning for them in terms of, okay, this is where you are, this is where you should be, and how do we create a bridge to get there. Um, and then other times, like right now, I'm working with a client that brought me in and said, okay, you did all this, now you come in and oversee it all. Great. So you're all about helping them with profitability and, of course, um, you know, high, higher profits in a sense. Now, you mentioned there's an executive mastermind group. Do you want to discuss that a little bit? Yes, the executive mastermind group is where um, executives of mid-market companies that are comfortable with sharing with each other, um, we get together and talk about and learn from each other. They learn from each other on what they're doing and how they can coordinate with each other. And sometimes they are businesses where um, they already work together. You know, one might be a customer of another one. And so then we talk about um, these masterminds, how do you now start sharing and being more connected with, with, with each other in a technological form, using your, using the technology that's within your four walls. And so, does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does absolutely. And then also reading more um, in regards to this this business and technology health checkup. What is that specifically? That's where I go in and do a review. So, for instance, I had a client when I was living in California, and they were a marketing company for the automotive industry. They sent out the little postcards on when your vehicle needed when your vehicle needed um, to come in and and you know either have a checkup or you know it's hit, hit, it has hit x number of miles so it needs 
whatever maintenance, right? And so we did that. Well, with the with newer technologies, especially in the vehicles, they are the vehicle is sending that information. I need an oil change to the manufacturers all the time. You don't need a postcard. So he was going to be out of business if we didn't find something else to do with him. So I went in and did an evaluation, and it turns out he'd been in business for like 30 years, and he had databases full of all this information on maintenance, customers, vehicle behavior for the last 30 years for the manufacturers that he worked with. I said, there it is. That's the gold. We're going to mine this. And we created um, business intelligence applications to be sold to the dealers on a per-user basis, right? So now we had recurring revenue because we sold these to the, to the um, dealers and manufacturers on a per-user basis. And when I got done with him after three years and, and had created all of those applications and we were out marketing, marketing them to the dealers, then a private equity company got real interested, bought him for a lot of money. <laughs> so that's, that's one of the kind of things that I do. All right, great. Well, at this time, we've got to take a quick commercial break. Please remind our listeners okay. of how they can reach you, uh, phone number, social media, website, all the above. <laughs> uh, my telephone number is 818-216-7264. My email is linda, L-Y-N-D-A, at com, and you can find me on LinkedIn Perfect. at Linda J. All right, stay tuned. We'll be right back with more after this break. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. Uh, dashboard light problems? We can help. Our free fix finder service can read your check engine light, ABS light, and service indicator light, and give you possible solutions verified by licensed technicians. You'll even get detailed results sent straight to your email so you have them when you need it most. It's the most complete free warning light report backed by technician verified fixes. The free fix finder service, only at AutoZone. Get in zone, More details at AutoZone.com. Are you looking for even more of the podcasts and hosts that you love? The Podcast Business News Network is proud to announce that you now have even more ways to listen live. Check out the MyTuner Radio, Online Radio Box, and Simple Radio apps on iOS and Android, or find us online. Search for Business News Network on MyTuner-Radio.com, or search Podcast Business News Network on Streama.com and OnlineRadioBox.com slash US. Take your podcasts on the go and don't miss a minute of the action. Outsmart and outmaneuver life's barriers with the Brain Scrub podcast on YouTube and Spotify, a health podcast that delivers top drawer rapport, a talk show. Over the course of four segments, the Brain Scrub podcast marshals the resources, expresses what they repress, and examines the bravery deficit. Please join us on the Brain Scrub podcast on YouTube and Spotify. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. And welcome back to the show. We are excited to have our guest here today talking about how she can help you and your company. Yeah, CFOs, COOs, CEOs, especially. Uh, this program is really designed for executives. Uh, so go to the website. It's ljrcs.com. Again, LJR Consulting Services is the name of the company. So what else did you want to share about your workshops and other programs that you think would benefit your listeners today? Well, I think... The biggest benefit they can get is uh, for me to do 
the reviews and the analysis and give them what I consider kind of a technology checkup on where they should be. Um, and that turns out to be very helpful for them in a lot of ways. And then I refer in, not only do I come in and do the high-level um, planning and and selecting, you know, I select a lot of vendors for them, and so then I refer those vendors in. And so then I can watch and make sure they don't get taken advantage of. Too often, especially for mid-market businesses today, they get taken by a lot of stories that some good salespeople can tell about technology, and they end up spending a lot of money and with a bunch of spaghetti that they don't know what to do. And I help them through all of that and make sure that it's smooth and they have what they need. And in some cases, like the last example, we may redesign the whole company. Are you there? Yes. Did I answer your question? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I wasn't sure if you just took a pause, you're going to continue speaking. <laughs> um, also, you mentioned, um, just in reading your notes, um, about the hidden profit uh, workshops, and you mentioned the the Learn More Platinum uh, consulting groups. You said over seventy five percent of information technology projects today fail, as you said, uh, mentioned are over budget and schedule or fail to provide the expected value. You say, don't let this happen to you. Join one of our platinum consulting groups or engage in our business and technology consultants privately. Uh, and again, you can reach out to you. Uh, if you're just tuning in, don't forget, it's ljrcs.com. Go to the website and you're based at a wild, uh, what is it? It's Wildwood, uh, Missouri, correct? What? Yes, it's Wildwood, Missouri. It's a suburb of St. Louis. Beautiful. But you work with people all over the world. And, um, yes, I do. Yeah, you can go to the website. You can read some stuff in regards to the executive services. Also, don't forget the Hidden Profits workshops. We talked a little bit about that. And also, what's the consulting services and part-time CIO services? Well, part-time CIO, part-time or full-time to be interim, is uh, a lot of mid-market companies don't have a executive for the technology area. They, you know, they may have a small or mid-sized technology team, but they don't really have an executive that understands business and technology. And so I come in and do that on an interim basis. Uh, it could be part-time. It could be for a short period of time while I design an architecture for them and, and a plan for how they're going to go forward. And I help them select um, software and hardware. I, you know, I've designed data centers for companies. So it, it's very hard for them to find all the consultants they need for that. And I, I keep connections with people that I, that I know and trust. Got it. To bring them in. So again, virtually all over the world, you can work with anyone, correct? Correct. Perfect. And um, you mentioned here, there's also um, some audio recordings, I guess, on the website that you have. Do you have a YouTube channel as well? Is that what this is? Or No, I don't have a YouTube channel yet. I have um, been focusing a lot of my content on LinkedIn lately. Okay. As I have somebody working to upgrade the website. So I've been putting a pause on that while the developer is working on, on doing an upgrade of it. Great. And could you give us some examples of some clients that you've worked with? You don't have to mention their names, or you can if you want to, but some of the things you focus on and how you've helped them and what they've said about your consulting services that could be of service to someone maybe listening today. Well, the one we had just talked about, the marketing company, I basically saved that company. And um, the owner and CEO was, was very grateful for how it, how it turned out. 
I'm working right now with a company that I'm overseeing a lot of the consultants that they've brought in and uh, help them select uh, systems. So when I when they first hired me, they didn't know what they needed. They just knew that they were in kind of a little bit of the dark ages, and they needed help, but they didn't know what. And so I was introduced to them. I came in. I helped them figure out what, what we needed to do. The first thing was we're going to have to get a new what we call enterprise resource system, which is something that runs a whole company. And so... Um, a lot of times, again, they don't know how to find the vendors, so I mm-hmm. picked the vendors and the systems that would work for them and brought them in. We purchased one, and now I'm overseeing that. And they also have laboratory. They have to do a lot of testing because they're a chemical manufacturer. And um, so now I'm helping them with how they're going to upgrade their their laboratory and get it to be more in, in right. the could you share how were you affected with COVID and the pandemic and how are you seeing businesses out there affected? Well, um, I wasn't affected a whole lot because at the time when I had just moved, well, not just moved, but I had been living in St. Louis for a couple of years, but I was still working with clients in California. So I was working remotely before everybody else started working remotely. And, um, so now, even though I have St. Louis clients, I'm still working remotely. I work almost every day sitting in my office. And um, there's some good things to that and some not so good things to it. But uh, the pandemic didn't really affect me, except for I, I think I had more opportunity because a lot of companies were turning in. They had to get a lot of technology because everybody had to work remotely. And they had to do a lot of things that they had been maybe putting off or didn't even think about. Yeah. All right, great. Well, we still have uh, seven minutes left in the show. What else in particular did you okay. want to share about you and your services? Well, mostly what I'd like to share is um, ha- has to do more with, with the type of people I, type of companies I work with. Um, there's so many of them, just like the clients I've had to, in the past, that are struggling. They, they can't afford the big consulting firms. And the big consulting firms, I feel, while they have a place in the bigger companies, right, in the smaller mid-market companies that need to be very cautious about how they spend their money and make sure that they get a lot of value for their money. They can't really afford the time that those big consulting companies take and the and the number of, of young people that they bring in um, that, you know, are just note-takers and then they have to go back to the experienced people. So when mid-market companies hire me, they get a highly experienced person. I don't need to have a whole staff of people running around behind me. I know exactly what to look like, look for. And part of that comes from not only my education, but my father owned an HVAC business when I, all the time I was growing up. He started it when I was a toddler. And I worked in it from the time I was 15 years old in the office. So... I very easily understand business. It just comes naturally to me. And so I think that's one of the things that um, helps me when I go into clients. They're confused. They don't know what to do. And um, they, they, most of the time they've spoken with other companies, with other bigger consulting companies, and they just get tied up in knots. And so I come in and make it easier for them. That's what, that's what I've been told before. With, with clients I've worked with is that 
I come in and make it easier for them. Now, some of them also think that I'm a little bit nuts because um, I had one prospect. He made the plastic trays that go into frozen food dinners, and he was complaining about always getting rush orders from the companies that make the food, uh, the, the uh, food trays, right? And so I said, well, the problem you have is that your product is not considered the most important thing in their, in their run, and so they don't go check the inventory until it's kind of like last minute, and they probably don't have a system to do that either. But I said, if you would connect your system with their system, you would be able to find out when they're getting to, ready to process or make a certain frozen food dinner. You would know what trays were needed, and then you could just make them ahead of time before they put the order in. And to me, that's what a 21st century business is today, is you're interconnected with customers and with suppliers with your technology. And then you avoid some things like rush orders um, or not having products that you need, a lot of frustration. I, I think that's the way business of, of the 21st century is going to work. And we're 20 years into the 21st century, so it's time to, to do those things. <laughs> Got it. And, and he thought I was kind of crazy. You know, he didn't hire me. He thought I was kind of crazy that that wasn't going to solve his problem, but it would. And let me ask you about your education. It might be good just to talk a little bit about your credentials. Clearly, you're well credentialed uh, in your field. Would you mind sharing a little bit about your educational background? Sure. My educational background was, like, like I said in the very beginning, I did go to a community college when information technology, when nobody knew what it was at all. And I managed to uh, obtain a good job with Ralston Preen at the time, who was putting in a lot mm -hmm. of the new technologies at that time. And so I got in on the ground floor in terms of learning through experience. But then the other good thing, both Ralston Preen, which was my first employer, and Levi Strauss, the second one, they had tuition reimbursement programs that were very generous in those days. So I went back to school and ended up with an accounting degree that my dad wanted me to get um, through the generous benefits from both Ralston Prina and Levi Strauss. Wow. Amazing. All right. Three minutes left on the clock. What would you say sets you apart from others? You know, why should we reach out to you, corporations, CEOs, CE, um, CFOs, COs listening? Um, you know, what would you say? And, um, you know, how did you want to leave off for today with everyone? From my perspective and from what clients have told me is, first of all, I'm, I'm down to earth, so I'm not going to speak in language that's going to be above their head. I can mm -hmm. relate to them and, and where they're at. And like I said, I keep a number of, of other companies and businesses that I need to use to do the actual work. And so I can bring in vetted vendors that I know how they're going to work with the client and I know whether it's going to be the right system for them so that they don't end up with these failed projects that in a lot of cases those failed projects are because they selected the wrong application at the time or the, the vendor doesn't understand them or the vendor's bringing in people that um, don't understand what they what they're doing. So I've had a lot of years of experience. I can manage a whole lot of people. I owned a software business at, at one point and um, started that. And, and I had, uh, when I 
I talk about it in my book on digital transformation. Um, I say I had my own digital transformation event where I had a mainframe software company, had built it up. We had big clients like American Express Bank and Shearson Lehman Hutton and First Interstate Bank in Southern California, which doesn't exist anymore. But these were big customers at the time, and we were getting very um, a, a lot of traction, I should say. And then technology changed from mainframes to what we have today. And I went to my partners and said, we need to uh, rewrite this system. And they refused. They said, oh, no, we can solve it the way it is. Well, I left, started doing what I'm doing now. They went bankrupt. Got it. Wow. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing this uh, and for being here, for joining us. Would you mind giving us the best form and all forms of contact one more time before we go today? Sure. The best way to reach me is on my cell phone, 818-216-7264, or contact me through email, Linda, L-Y-N-D-A, at L-J-R-C-S.com. Great. Thank you so much. Looking forward to the next time we connect. Thank you for being here today, for joining us, and looking forward again to the next time. Thank you again. Have a great day. To all of our listeners, stay tuned. More of the show is on the way. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Let's go inside the mind of a 10-year-old. I should have worn those earrings today. I like those earrings. Gabby has those awesome earrings. I need to ask her where she got those, but that's just what she would want me to do. I'll have Michaela ask her for me. Buckle up, Sarah. Yeah, but then Michaela will be like, why don't you just ask her yourself? That's just like Michaela. Sarah, buckle up. Michaela's such a great name. I wish I was called Michaela. There's like a dozen Sarahs in my class. Hey, we're not hitting the road until you buckle up, honey. Oh yeah, seatbelt. I forget sometimes because my brain is, like, busy, you know? I wonder if there's pizza at school today. Sometimes it can be tough to get through to your kids, but it's not impossible. Always make sure they're wearing their seatbelts, even on short drives. Remember, you have the keys, you have the power. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup for more information.